Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, They Shall Look Upon Me Whom They Have Pierced. It shall be focused on a study of Zechariah chapter 12. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. How they shall look upon thee whom they have pierced, and they will recognize the children of Israel, that he got these wounds as he shall tell them in the house of your friends. But we thank thee, Lord, that you did it to save life, and how you blinded your children, the Israelites, so that we, the Gentiles, could be saved. We thank thee for that grace. Help us, Father, to warn our loved ones, our friends, and many that have not known you in the power of your resurrection, to enter while there's still a chance. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Zechariah chapter 12. Zechariah 12. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens, and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make a Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about, when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. In that day, saith the Lord, I will smite every horse with astonishment, and his rider with madness. And I will open mine eyes upon the house of Judah, and will smite every horse of the people with blindness. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts their God. In that day will I make the governors of Judah like an hearth of fire among the wood and like a torch of fire in a sheath. And they shall devour all the people round about, on the right hand and on the left. And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. The Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son." and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In that day shall there be a great mourning in Jerusalem, as the mourning of Hadad-Rimon in the valley of Megiddon. And the land shall mourn, every family apart, the family of the house of David apart, and their wives apart, the family of the house of Nathan apart, and their wives apart, the family of the house of Levi apart, and their wives apart, the family of Shimei apart, and their wives apart, all the families that remain, every family apart, and their wives apart. 
Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled The Revelation of Jesus Christ. This was preached in 1960 on December the 4th in the morning. We'll begin in paragraph 273 up to paragraph 378. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Talked to a Jew not long ago up here at the house of David. He said, you Gentiles can't cut God in three parts and give him to a Jew. We know better than that. I said, that's just it, Rabbi. We don't cut God in no three parts. I said, you believe the prophets? He said, certainly. I said, um, um, do you believe Isaiah 9, 6? He said, yes. I said, who is the prophet speaking of? Messiah. I said, what relation will Messiah be to God? He said, he will be God. I said, that's right. <laughs> Amen. There you are. So you can't cut him in three parts. If you missionaries, you're one that's going here to the Jews. I mean, this man sitting here. Well, you ever try to give God, uh, the Jew no father, son, the Holy Ghost? You'll tell you right quick, you know where it comes from, the Nicene Council. He won't listen to that. But you let him see where that God was made flesh, and he is the only God there is. Yeah. God made flesh in human form and lived among us to sanctify us, take away that he himself might come in the form of the Holy Ghost. God the Father, Holy Ghost, is the same person. The Bible said in, in the genealogies of Jesus Christ in the first chapter of Matthew, it said, uh, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, on down, said, and then, uh, uh, and uh, let me read it, man, or you know this what I'm talking about. Matthew, the first chapter, and we'll, now, let's begin at the 18th verse. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with the child of God the Father. Does that read that way? Found of the child with who? The I thought God the Father was his father. That God the Father and the Holy Ghost is the same spirit who had two fathers. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willingly to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not taking thee, Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the God the Father. Huh? The Holy Ghost. Then who was the Father of Jesus Christ? The Holy Ghost. What is that in you? Well, that's God the Father too, isn't it? Sure. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Here's God the Father, here's God the Holy Ghost, and here's God the Son. See? Now, three gods. The Bible don't say this two has to be the same, or he had two fathers. See? You can't have two fathers, you know that. Now she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now this is all done, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoke by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, A virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is by interpretation, God with us. That's the first chapter of Matthew, Matthew 28, 19, where Jesus said, Go baptize in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. What is the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost? Jesus Christ, of course. You read a love story that said John and Mary lived happy ever after. Who is John and Mary? Go back to the first story and find out. Amen. If there's no such a thing, no name, Father, or Son, or Holy Ghost, then who, whose name is it? Go back to the first story and see who he's talking about. Peter on the day of Pentecost said, Repent, every one of you, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. He had the revelation. John had the revelation. Jesus was the revelation. He produced himself right here in the Scripture. I am he that was, which is, and shall come, the Almighty. Never. All right. Now, let's get the seventh verse right quick now before we get out as quick as we can. The Almighty, the minute, 
glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He made us kings and priests unto God his Father, and to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. See that revelation there? How is it revealed and how God, men scratch your heads and pull their hair and things trying to find out what Father, Son, Holy Ghost is. Make three at one. Don't pull your hair and scratch your head, just look up. Revelation comes from above. And that's right. He'll reveal it's no Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's three offices that one God lived in. He was in the office spirit by himself because the human being is condescending. Then he made himself a body, lived in it to produce his own blood, not through sexual like it was in the Garden of Eden, but produce a creative body. And through that virgin-born body, he gave a blood that sanctified us and loosed us from our unbelief to believe on him. And then when we do that, we receive him into our heart, and that's God in us, God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. See, this prophet, priest, and king had the same thing. All right, now the seventh verse. This is the announcement. The announcement is, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and ever I shall see him. They also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Oh, how much time we got. That's beautiful there. Could you spare another thir- 20 minutes? Could you? All right. Now, then tomorrow, tonight we'll try to catch the rest of the Patmos vision. Tonight, today we're going to end on the announcements. Oh, you feel good. You love this old Bible? It is a revelation. What? What is it? God reaches down in this book and takes the veil off. So there he is, prophet, priest, king, father, son, Holy Ghost, he that was, which is, and shall come, all these things. It is God. Now, let's take the veil off just for a few minutes now, the Lord helping us. Take the veil from our eyes and get, Behold, he cometh with clouds. Now, how is he coming? With clouds. What kind of clouds? Clouds of glory. Not one of these thunderheads, rain clouds, but clouds of glory. If you watch what kind of cloud he is enshrouded in, when Peter and them saw his vision on Mount Transfiguration, a cloud overshadowed him. His rain would shine. He was enshrouded with a cloud. The power of God. Oh, we get to that over here in these church ages, I'm telling you, it just, just tickles my innermost beings to think of it. What is coming? I see this day that where we're living, where nothing, no hopes left, but His coming. Now, we'll quickly get this. Now, remember, every eye shall see Him. Now, that wasn't the rapture then, was it? It wasn't the rapture. It wasn't the rapture. What was He speaking to? The second coming. And they also which pierced Him. And all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Now, we'll go back and get some history. Let's go back to Zechariah and get the 12th chapter of Zechariah. Zechariah. All right. And the Lord added to the church daily such as would be saved. How thankful we are for the good revelation of Jesus Christ. Aren't you happy for Him? Yeah. Now, we will get this in book form just as quick as we possibly can to the people, and then you can have it uh, to read it in a quieter room and things and study it out yourself. Uh... All right, Zechariah. 
the uh, Zechariah, the twelfth chapter now, of Zechariah. And we won't take this real prayerfully now. And I want to get this for the glory of God. Now, Zechariah 12, let's begin at the ninth verse. Listen close now. He's speaking of the coming. Zechariah 12, and we begin at the ninth, the ninth verse. And it shall come to pass, Zechariah prophesying 487 years before the coming of Christ, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all nations that come against Jerusalem. Think of it. And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Now, when's the gospel returning to the Jews? When the day of the Gentile is finished. The gospel is ready to go to the Jews. Oh, I could, if I could just foretell you a little something. It's fixing to happen right here. See? Right in this day, see, it's fixing to happen. We get in the church age, and this great thing is fixing to happen. We'll carry over to Revelations 11 and pick up those two prophets, Elijah and Moses, returning back again for the Jews. We're ready for it. Everything's set in order, just ready. This Gentile message, as the Jews brought it to the Gentiles, the Gentiles will take it right back to the Jews again, and the rapture will come. I remember. This here coming after the tribulation, the church does not go through the tribulation. We know that. The Bible says that. All right. Now you pour out upon the house of Israel. What? The same Holy Spirit. See? After the Gentile church is gone. And they look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one that mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And in that day shall there be great mourning in Jerusalem, and mourning in, in the valley of Midio, and, uh, and the land shall mourn every family apart, the family of the house of David apart, and the family of the house of Nathan apart, and each one of the houses apart, when they see what will happen, what will take place. When he comes in the clouds of glory at his second appearing, and when those Jews who pierced him. You know where another scripture says? They'll ask him, where did he get these wounds? He said, in the house of my friends. And not only will it be a mournful time for the Jews who rejected him as Messiah, but it'll be a mournful time for them left Gentiles back here who has accepted, who has rejected him as their Messiah of his faith. They'll be wailing and weeping. The sleeping virgin will be wailing. That's that church that refused to get oil in its life. There were ten virgins went out, all good people. But five of them had oil in their land. The other five were good people, good people, but failed to get oil in their land. And they were cast out into outer darkness where they'd be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Here it is. They'll be wailing. The Bible says here, They'll be wailing and so brokenhearted until even... Here, I'll give you another Genesis 45. If you want to get to that, let's get to it just a moment and read that also in Genesis, the, I believe the 45th chapter of Genesis. I'd like to get this here. Joseph making himself known to his, to his people. And we'll get this, just show the, the types of what will take place in that day. And then we'll bind it together. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before them 
that stood by him, and he cried, called every man to go from me. Now remember, Joseph, making himself known, he cried, every man go from before me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known to his brethren. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard him. He must have screamed out. Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brother could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brethren, who you, who you sold into Egypt. Now therefore do not be grieved or angry with yourselves that you have sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Oh, how beautiful. For these two years has famine been in the land, and in which shall be, uh, there shall be neither be ear nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posture in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Let me just take now and compare that with Zechariah the 12th just for a moment. Now, we know that in type, if you teach types, then you always get it right, I think, in, in type. Now, Joseph, when he was born, he was hated by his brethren. Is that right? I want to show you Joseph represents the Spirit-filled church. Joseph was hated of his brethren. Why? Because he was spiritual. Joseph could not help because he could see visions. He could not help because he dreamed dreams, see, uh, and could interpret dreams. That was what was in him. He could not display anything else but what that was in him. Well, then his brothers hated him without a cause. But his father loved him because his father was a prophet. See how it was with Jesus? God loved his son, but the brethren, the Pharisees and Sadducees, hated him. Because he could heal the sick and foretell things and see visions and interpret. See what I mean? They hated him without a cause. And what did they do to Joseph? They pretended he was dead and they threw him into a ditch. Took a bloody coat of seven colors that his father. There's only seven colors in the rainbow. And the rainbow, we know what, we get to it a little later, I think, tonight. The rainbow over him here, Jesus. Where's look up on his jasper and sardis stone and a rainbow? Rainbow's a covenant. And that was God's covenant upon Joseph. And then they blow it on his coat and tuck it back to the father, and he's supposed to be his dad. And, but he was raised up out of the ditch and was put into a, a sold to Pharaoh, some in Egypt, and a, a general kept him. And when they did, he uh, ill thing come up against him and throw him in jail. And there he prophesied and told two men where one would go and where the other would go, the butler and the, and the baker, on account of their dream. And then he was exalted from there to the right hand of Pharaoh. And no man could touch Pharaoh only through Joseph. Watch this. Now the, when Joseph then was sold over into the Egyptians and watched everything he done, type Christ. Look at this butler and this baker in there. And they both had dreams. And Jesus, when he was in his prison house, remember Joseph was in prison. And when Jesus was in his prison house, tacked to a cross, there was one saved and one lost. Joseph, when he was in his prison, 
One was saved, one was lost. And notice, then after Jesus was taken off the cross, he was exalted into heaven and set at the right hand of the great spirit Jehovah. And no man can come to God except by me. No hail Marys, no blessed this or blessed that, but through Jesus Christ, the only mediator in the history of God and man. That precious body that God tabernacled in among us, that took God's name, and God took the name of humans. God took, look here, in the beginning, when Adam, I just take it away from that, seems like somebody's not getting it somewhere. Look, in the beginning, let me show you something again. The Holy Spirit warns me to do this. I'm leaving my subject for a minute. When the first news come to glory, that the son had been lost, Adam, did God send an angel? Did he send a son? Did he send anyone else? He came himself to redeem his lost son. Hallelujah! God didn't trust it with no one but himself. God was made flesh and dwelt among us and redeemed man himself. It's a, we are saved, the Bible says, by the blood of God. The mortal God was, the immortal God was made mortal in order to take away sin to be the Lamb himself. To enter into glory, veiled and with the own blood before him, beyond the veil. Now, Joseph, down into Egypt, he goes, and there he was exalted from his prison to the right hand of Pharaoh, and was made the caretaker, and everything prospered in the days of Joseph. Now when Jesus returns, even the desert shall blossom like a rose. He is the son of prosperity, type of Joseph. They put Joseph in, uh, the general had him in his house, everything he done, he prospered. They put him in jail, and the whole jail prospered. Everything they done, he prospered. And when he exalted the highest of Pharaoh, next to Pharaoh, everything in Egypt prospered above anything in the world. When he returns, it'll be a land of prosperity. The old deserts will blossom, and there'll be food everywhere, and we can everyone sit on our own fig tree and laugh and rejoice and live forever. In his presence, when he comes back as king, he was son of man, prophet. Amen. He was son of man, sacrifice, priest. He's son of man as king, the son of David, sitting on the throne of his majesty. Son of man. He's met God manifested as son of man. He come down and become man to take sins away from the world. He become man as a prophet. He become man as a priest. He become man as king. King of heaven. King of saints. The eternal king. Always was king. Always will be king. Eternal king. Now, notice. Then... Joseph, before Joseph went forth, they had to sound the trumpet first. And people screamed, bow the knee for Joseph. No matter what a man was doing, he was selling a product on the street. When that trumpet sounded, he bowed his knee. A man was just not ready to reach out and get his money, but he bowed his knee. Joseph was coming. Oh, the, 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 the Munich was just about ready to make his act. He had to stop. Joseph is coming. The trumpet sounded. One of these days, everything in the time will stand still. When the trumpet of God shall sound, and the dead Christ shall rise, and the morning great eternal bride is there. Everything will bow to thee, every knee shall bow 
and every tongue shall confess to it. Start now. Some man seems to go before some follow. But now notice what's taking place. How glorious. When Joseph stands after he married a Gentile and received a family, Ephraim and Manasseh's his son. Did you notice at the end when Joseph, Jacob started to bless Ephraim and Manasseh? When he started to put his hands, he put Ephraim on the right, Manasseh on the left to get the right hand blessing, the oldest. But when he started to pray, his hands crossed. And he gave the youngest one the right hand blessing instead of the one that was on the right hand. And Joseph said, Not so, Father. Said, You have put the blessing on Manasseh instead of on Ephraim. And he said, God has crossed my hands. What? From the Jews, the oldest, the first chosen of God, through the cross, come the blessing back to the Gentiles to get the bride. Blessing come to the cross, from the Jew to the Gentile. Rejected. They rejected the cross. Therefore, he got the Gentile bride. Now, when Joseph before this, when he was heard of his brethren who they had been out of fellowship for many years, the Jews. Now watch, we're getting back to Zechariah now. Or they wailing mourn, wailing even families will separate themselves from other families. You said, how did we do it? How could we have ever done it? Well, you say, where'd you get them scars? Them prints in your hands, even those that pierced him. He'll come in the clouds and they'll see him. Even those who pierced him in every house will mourn and they'll wail. They won't know what to do. And when Joseph, you know the story, when he seen his brethren and he make out like he couldn't speak Hebrew, got the interpreter to interpret for him, and he couldn't speak Hebrew, he act like. But he wanted to find out, and when finally, one day when they brought his little brother, did you notice it was Benjamin that set Joseph's soul afire? What is it today that's going to set his soul afire? Our Joseph Jesus, that young church that's been down in Iran and has kept the commandments of God and the newborn people is gathered into Palestine and restored back to That six-point star gave the oldest flag in the world. A nation has been born in the last few years. There's Israel. Nations are breaking. Israel awakening. The signs that the Bible foretold. The Gentile days numbered. With horrors and cumbers, return, O disperse to your own. The day of redemption is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Look at the Bible on the right. Be filled with the Spirit, your lamps trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Hallelujah. False prophets are lying. God's truth they're denying that Jesus the Christ is our God. Amen. But the revelations come. So we'll walk where the apostles have trod. Right in their same place. For the day of redemption is near. Man's hearts are failing for fear. Be filled with God's spirit, your lamp trimmed and clear. Look up, your redemption is near. Oh, Joseph, 
when he see little Benjamin standing there. That's his little brother. See little Benjamin out there. We are sitting over there. The tribes of the earth of the Jews returned back there where there'd be 144,000 standing there to receive Christ when they see him coming. They'll say, oh, this is our God who we waited on. Then they'll see the pierce. Where did these come? He said, in the house of my friends. And they'll wail and they'll cry. And each family, the tribes of David and Nephilim and all will separate themselves. Each family and weep to themselves when they see him standing in the air, the one they pierced. What will his message be? Watch what Joseph said. When he said, watch another thing. When Joseph got the children before him, he looked at him, he seen little Benjamin. He seen Ephraim, he seen the rest of them there, the uh, Gad and all of them, and the, the twelve tribes, the ten tribes then, standing before him. He seen them all stand there. He knew they were his brethren. And he looked at little Benjamin, directly his throat began to fill out. He knew that was his. What did he say? Let every man leave me. What happened to his wife and children? They went into the palace. Where will the Gentile church go at the rapture? Into the palace. The bride. Hallelujah. The bride will be taken off the earth in the rapture. Then when he returns, his bride is in the air when he makes himself known to his brethren. The Jews, those who pierced him, those who rejected him, but his wife and his love and his close friends there, his, his own God-sent companions as in the temple. And when he looked, he said they were, they didn't know, they said, oh, this great prince, they began to say one to another about these things and what they had done. I believe it was Ephraim, or not Ephraim, but uh, I forget which one it was now that it, uh, said, well, uh, we ought not to have killed our brother, Joseph. Said, you see, we're getting paid back. Reuben. Reuben said, we ought not to have killed our brother. Said, because, you see, we're getting paid back for what we've done. And Joseph said, I didn't think he could understand Hebrew. Oh, but he noticed. Some things can't understand speaking in tongues, but he knows all about it. And he knows. The Gentile kingdom come in with speaking in tongues and interpretation. And the head of gold. The first head before it fell, what ended that first Gentile dispensation? A handwriting of unknown tongues on the wall, and a man there could interpret it and tell what it was. Amen. It goes out the same way. Amen. Entered in, it goes out the same way. They thought he couldn't understand them tongues that he's speaking, but he noticed. They said, you see what we got? And Joseph then seen their sorry for what they had done. Now he sees their sorrow and regret for rejecting him. So he's choking up in his throat now. He's ready to dismiss his church from the earth. Take her into glory. Then return and all the tribes of the earth shall mourn. What did they do? Reuben, all of them began to cry. They said, oh, oh, they feared. They said, this is him. Now we know we're in for it. Now he will kill us. Now he, we know that we're going to be destroyed right now because that is Joseph. That's been away from us so long. That's Joseph, our brother. Now we're really in for it. He said, don't be angry with yourself. God did this to preserve life. Amen. What did God do? Why did the Jews reject Jesus? So that we Gentiles, Amen. so that the people, that he called out for his namesake, 
God did it to preserve the life of the Gentile church. All the tribes who rejected him will mourn. They'll hide themselves in dens and rocks and things. They hide all on the mountain. They rejected him. All the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. And each family in Israel there will separate themselves. Families will separate one from the other and say, Why did we do it? How did we come to reject him? How there he stands. There's a God who we waited for. And there he is with nail prints in his hands. And we did it. That's exactly what them brothers said right down there. When they come back and said, There's Joseph who we sold. He said, I'm Joseph, your brother, who you sold into Egypt. Oh, they were scared. And they were mourning and wailing and run to one another. What can we do? He said, Don't be angry with yourselves because God did this all. God sent me ahead. God created all men, white man, black man, brown man, yellow man, every man. God created every man. He created the Gentile, created the Jews. He created all. It's all for his glory. And the Jews had to be rejected in order to take a Gentile bride. That's the reason all these types are. So the Gentile bride and her offsprings with her, that glorious Pentecostal church washed in the blood of the Lamb, with all the power of the resurrection living in them, will rise someday in the rapture in a moment in a twinkling of an eye to go be in the presence of Jesus while he returns back and dismisses everything to make himself known to his brethren. Watch what the scripture says here in closing. Oh, behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see. Now he's talking about the second coming, not the rapture. And they also which pierced him. Seventh chapter, the first verse, uh, seventh verse of the first chapter. Every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. And all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Then he gives that great, great quotation. Who is this? Who is this circle to look for? I am Alpha and Omega. I'm A and Z. The Greek A and Z, Greek alphabet. Acts 2.36, Peter said, There's not another name given under heaven, whereby a man must be saved. Or no, I beg your pardon, misquoting it. He said, Let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made this same Jesus who you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Amen. John 14.7 and 12, Thomas said, Lord, show us the Father and it's satisfied. I said, I've been so long with you, you don't know me. He said, He that seen me has seen the Father. Why says thou show me the Father? I am my Father of one. Amen. I said that one time to a personal lady. said, Just a minute, Mr. Bram. said, You and your wife are one too. I said, But not that kind. She said, I beg your pardon. I said, Do you see me? She said, I do. I said, You see my wife? She said, No. I said, Then they're a different kind. He said, When you see me, you have seen the Father. <laughs> so that was enough for that. So in St. John. Or 1 John 5, 7 to 8, you ought to put it down. 1 John 5, 7 to 8, the Bible says, the speaker, the very same man that wrote this revelation that Jesus gave he said, there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, the Word is the Son. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. There are three that bear record in earth, water, blood, and spirit, and they agree. Not are one, but they agree in one. 
You cannot have the Father without having the Son. You cannot have Father or Son without having the Holy Ghost. Right. But you And water, blood, and spirit. That's the elements it takes to get into his body. When a natural birth takes place, what's the first thing happens when a woman giving birth to a baby? First thing is water. Second thing is blood. Is that right? Next thing is spirit. The baby catches the breath, starts breathing. Water, blood, and spirit. That constitutes the natural birth. Also the spiritual birth. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Justification by faith. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Water. What's the next? Blood. Sanctification. Cleaning up. Getting around elsewhere. You Nazarene people failed. You just went that far and didn't go no farther. The vessel is sanctified on the altar, ready for service, but not in service. Blessed are their beatitudes, are hungered and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. The vessel is sanctified. That's true. That's like the virgin. The word virgin means pure, holy, unadulterated, sanctified. Five had oil and five did not. Five was filled and the other just remained in sanctification. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe, you Baptist? Presbyterian, we don't know where to be any Holy Ghost then. How was you baptized? <laughs> after you raised his hands upon them, they were then, after being saved and sanctified, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Right. Water, blood, spirit. Jesus come to wash and to cleanse and to sanctify a church that he might come and live in. With his own blood, he gave his own God-born blood that he might cleanse us from our sexual births. And given to us a sanctified holy vessel that he himself might come. A little while in the world seeth me no more, yet ye shall see me because I, personal pronoun, will be with you even in you to the end of the consummation. Amen. All the way through, I'll be with you in any of the works that I do shall you do also. These signs shall follow them that believe. God in the church. Hallelujah. Oh, my. Deity. There are three that bear record in heaven. Father, Word, Son, Holy Ghost. They are one. Now, you can be saved without being sanctified. You can be sanctified and not have the Holy Ghost. Right. Sanctified spirit without being filled. Sanctifying your heart. Cleansing your heart without filling it with something. That's why he said when the unclean spirit's gone out of him, man, he walks in dry places. Comes back, finds his house all garnished. He comes in. The last state of that person is many times, seven times worse than it was at the first. That's what happened to you, pilgrim holiness, Nazarenes, and so forth. You accepted, and when the Holy Ghost comes again to speak in tongues and give signs and wonders, you called the devil and blasphemed the works of God, called it an unclean thing, and you see where your church went? Come out of it! The hour is here! The revelation of Jesus Christ is being taught. God revealed in the power of his demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The day of redemption is near. Now, deity in him. First Timothy three sixteen. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness for God was manifest in the blessed seen of angels, believe on the world, received up in the door. Oh, just on and on and on. But where are we at now? At the end of the eighth verse tonight, we start the, the ninth verse, the Patmos vision. Oh, there's great things in store for us. You love him. Amen. I
made himself known unto you. Then reveal that he is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. God manifests in the flesh to take away sin. He's revealing himself in these last days in his churches, making himself known. Now, if these very things is going on in the church, watch and see at the end of this message that if the Bible don't say these things are to take place. Just exactly. See if they didn't exactly in the Ephesian age and the Pergus, Thyatira, on down every age told how Luther would do it, how Wesley would do it, and how this Pentecostal denomination would go into a lady of skin, lukewarm condition. But in the midst of that, he pulled the people. Right. Said Jack, we're at the end. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> uh, oh, as I see myself breaking away and look at my friends and things and see the world and the, and the chaos that it's in and then think that the coming of the Lord is going to we're at the end of the age. Man's hearts are failing for as we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy revelation, which You promised in Luke 17:30, that as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And we thank Thee for the Son of Man ministry in our day that has manifested itself through the life of our brother, Brother William Branham, and how you performed the same acts that you did, telling people the secret of their hearts and healing the sick through prayer and we thank Thee also for Calvary, which has already done these things for us, but You came and manifested Yourself in, 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 in that, through that gift to remind us of the finished work that You already did for us and of Your power that lives among us. So give us the, power, the, the faith to access that power that lies dormant within us that we might bring Your Word to life, that the dynamics and the mechanics might come together, strike a match and bring forth, Lord, fruit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Meeting there in Pilate's Hall Dear God. All the leaders came Pilate said, I find no fault. They screamed away with him. Merciful God. They placed on him a purple Listen at it, friends. Said, Crucify this man. Release to us Barabbas. Let his blood be on oh,
to the family of God. 